Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is the Sikkim Podcast. The Sikkim Podcast is a production of Baylor Athletics. Now, here are your hosts, Brooke Bednars and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's Sikkim Podcast, a production of Baylor Athletics. We're glad you're with us this week, John Morris and Brooke Bednars. And here we move into the postseason, Brooke, with uh, tennis, Baylor men's and women's tennis, heading into the NCAAs this week. I know. We were just talking about how it seems like just yesterday we were visiting with Coach Woodson, and as he was, you know, becoming the official head coach of the of the men's tennis program. And it's just been an exciting year to get to watch and follow. And now it's all leading up to this. It's 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 been a fun season so far. The NCAA selections were on Monday of this week. And uh, the Baylor women will open in College Station. They'll play down there beginning on Friday. The Baylor men will host and uh, play at home. Uh, Friday and then with a win on Saturday and they are the number three seed overall in the NCAA tournament and let's talk tennis on our podcast welcome head coach Michael Woodson appreciate you being with us thank you for having me as always yeah and uh, number one player Adrian Boyton is with us also Adrian appreciate you being with us pleasure to be here thanks very much glad you uh, found your way around the building enough to find my (laughs) office to record here it's kind of a maze isn't it a little bit. A little. Yeah, yeah. Well, congratulations uh, first to both of you. Adrian, uh, you guys number three national seed. That's terrific. Yeah, it's it's been pretty good that uh, at least since I've been here, we were pretty consistent with the seeding and, like, the all the results we had, like winning the, champ, like the Big 12 tournament three times in a row. And, yeah, we've been pretty good consistently, so that's been pretty awesome to, to be a part of. Walk us through – Monday night when you guys were watching that and you saw your name pop up there, what was that like to go through that with this group of guys? Uh, it's you know, in, like nationals is is always a special tournament because everyone is like working hard to to get into that tournament and to make a good make a good run and like not maybe win it. So, like I said, like my goal here is to win a national championship. So it's just another opportunity that comes to me to make that happen Michael uh number three national seed uh that's that's a great reward for what you've already accomplished this year is that where you thought you might be seated yeah I think it's it's about right um you know it's all done by a point system and then the NCAA uh, committee will take that information and and seed accordingly and you know for us I, I think it's just a testament to the consistency that these guys have had all year you know we put them through the ringer with a very difficult schedule we spent seven weeks on the road and you know to only take one loss throughout that entire seven weeks uh, was was really impressive from the guys and you know they've really started to hit their stride recently which is you know caused a little bump in the rankings and and we feel like we're right there with with all the top seeds um, you know and, and just to have a chance to be seated uh, really is a testament to what the guys have done huge advantage to be able to host a regional 
how excited are you guys to get out there in front of a home crowd and be able to kind of continue the momentum that you guys have been building as of late? I mean, I'm excited, and I'll let him talk about it. But, uh, you know, certainly a huge advantage, like you said, to play at home. Uh, it's comfortable for the guys. They get to, you know, get to a similar schedule, sleep schedule, you know, in, in an area of comfort. And then, uh, you know, to be able to play under the lights in front of the home crowd is, is always a special opportunity um, that these guys have earned. So, Yeah, I mean, it's, it's always a, an advantage for us to, to play at home, you know, because, like, we're not sleeping in a hotel. We're sleeping in our bed. So, like, that's an, already an advantage. And um, since my freshman year, I remember, like, playing against uh, UCLA. I remember in the NCAA tournament, and the crowd was, like, amazing. Like, I was like, I've never played in a crowd like this. And it's always it's always really, really nice to play in a home crowd like that and feel the support of the Baylor Nation. I always make this point when we talk tennis uh, for folks listening who maybe haven't been a part of, you know, a home tennis match. But this is not Wimbledon. We want people to come <laughs> it out. It is loud. Yeah, we want people to come out and be engaged, be involved, and really make it a home court advantage. You guys can feed off that, can't you? I mean, I feel like that's every other team in the country because everyone feeds off their fans, basically, their fans' energy. And, I mean, like Florida – got their energy from their fans last year in the final so yeah you saw it yeah you saw it we from the opposite it. side we last year it, yeah yeah you yeah. can do wonders <laughs> yeah michael it's big isn't it to, to be at home it's huge to be at home and to play in front of the fans and you know it's such a great product i mean the, these are some of the best players in the world you know that that a lot of them are going to go out and, and have success at the next level and i think it's uh it's an opportunity to to create a you know, uh, I would say a, a very lively environment um, where, you know, in, in a sport like tennis, it doesn't take that many people to make a huge impact. It's not like football or basketball where everybody's screaming and, and one person may not make the difference. It takes thousands. Um, in tennis, you get, you know, 50 to 100 sc screaming fans behind <laughs> one particular court, and it makes a huge difference. Um, and so, you know, we want to – we've earned the opportunity and we want to take advantage of it. And, and really just for, for Baylor sports fans and Baylor university fans, uh, you know, this is an opportunity to enjoy what is a, an unbelievable group of guys and that play at a very high level. You mentioned the finals. How has that kind of created the hunger for the way you guys have been playing this this entire year to get to this point where you are a number three seed on top of your side of the bracket, you're hosting teams, a couple of them that you've already played this year. Just how has that kind of fed into what you guys have kind of been all about this year? Uh, I mean, I'm still mad about it personally, like not mad, <laughs> but like I still think about it, like get yeah. it, like feed off it. And like, I'm, it was just a lot to take after after that loss, and uh, I'm sure the the guys like Mati and Zvan that have played in that match and experienced it are like they want to prove something for sure. Especially that they're the captains this year and it's their last season, and they want to do something great for sure. They want to leave with like a national championship or a great run. So it it was definitely. Um, even uh, sometimes it was even harder to actually like maintain that status because a lot of people like doubted us because oh we made a final but we're probably not going to be as good this year because our bottom of the lineup left and 
there were just a lot of changes in in our team. So, but it was it's it's pretty good to see where we started and where we are right now, and to to see that consistency that I was talking about. It's it's pretty special to be a part of. Do you feel like you guys have steadily climbed and are peaking at the right point this season from your perspective? Uh, yes, I I, I can say that for sure because uh, I am personally like my goals are pretty high so i tend to be pretty hard on like everyone else and michael knows that (laughs) i'm I'm a pretty tough critique and i kind of like say things how they are you know which is good because like there can be a lot of growth out of that and um i feel like that helped in a way to just make the guys ready for for what's coming because even in the big 12 tournament when i couldn't get the win i got my first loss uh, I spoke with Mati and Sven, and I, like, Mati told me, like, we got you now. Like, you carried us through all the whole season. We we got you now. It's it's all it's all covered. So don't worry about it. And it was it was pretty good to see. How was it like to see that? Obviously, like you said, you had been undefeated all year. You do suffer that first loss, and you get to see for, I guess, the first time, I guess, in this situation, you know, the rest of the guys truly step up and see it completely as a team. I'm sure in the last four years there's been a time where Adrian's lost and we won. Uh, I can think of TCU as freshman year, but he was a different person as freshman year. Mm -hmm. Um, It has has been a, a point of focus of making sure that the other guys don't rely too much on, on particular points, you know, and, and yeah. especially him and with a record, you know, undefeated in the regular season. And we all know that, you know, where his future lies and, and that he's one of the best players that's ever played here at Baylor. And, um, you know, we're all fortunate to be a part of the experience along with him. Uh, but we've been waiting for an opportunity for the other guys to step up and, and kind of take the reins and, and run with it. And, I know he didn't lose on purpose on Sunday, Um, you know, and he was in a very good position to win against Texas on Saturday, but didn't finish. And, uh, but to see guys like Sven and Finn and Matias step up there in those big moments uh, was incredible for this team. And I think it really shows even in the doubles, we're starting to fire on all nine courts at one time. Um, He might've been our weakest spot this weekend, which is a huge blessing for us. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's something that I think will get him refocused and, and show the other guys, Hey, we we can win at every single position. There's not a match where we're going to go out on the court and, and somebody's going to be a favorite over us at, at any position against any team in the country. And I think that that builds the confidence of all the guys, um, you know, because at the end of the day, the margins are going to be so slim in these matches. Once we get into the tournament that we need to be able to look around and say, hey, we've got a complete team that can get the job done on any given day because some guys are going to have good days and some guys are going to have bad days. You know, and we need to be able to uh, to get through regardless of that. It's very evident you know how to win. As, as we said, we kind of glossed over that, but you were undefeated in the regular season. That is absolutely incredible. The Big 12 recognized it, named you player of the year. But when you do look at that, and it got to this point where there was that opportunity for those guys to step up, it kind of sort of happened at the perfect time because now you're going into this would you say the NCAA tournament and you have that confidence across everybody it gives you a little bit more hunger it gives them a confidence boost would you say that's that's correct as you go into this 
Waco Regional? For sure. Um, you know, we're really excited to see. You want to get the guys to peak at the at the right moment, and there's no, you know, perfect recipe to get that to happen. But at the end of the day, we've been seeing ourselves have success throughout the year. Um, but I would say not playing our best tennis at every spot every match, um, you know, where we felt like we have six really good singles positions and three really good doubles positions, you know, things were kind of off and we would get over the hump in some matches where, uh, we didn't feel like it was our best performance. Uh, and so it's been great to see from this group, the, the guys that needed that confidence boost really step up in pressure situations and get the job done. Um, Michael, you've been around coaching a long time from a coaching family, uh, and, and now here, great success, you know, play the national championship last year. Do you, do you have a secret? I don't want you to give away any secrets, <laughs> you know, but how do you get the team to continue on an upward trend as the season goes on and then playing your best when it hits May? You know, for me, I, I mean, I'm probably too young to be answering this question, but in, in my opinion, it's about reading the room. Um, consistently having your pulse on the players and the team. And, you know, I, I felt like we were, we were having success, but at the same time, we, the team needed to be closer. And so we made some adjustments about how much time they spent together and some things that we were doing to get them to pay attention to some of the details, things that probably aren't that much fun uh, from their perspective, but just to get them to think about things from a little different perspective. And uh, it's not something we did last year or needed to do. And I think, you know, we have to be willing to adjust based on the guys in the locker room, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and you kind of try something and it either works or it doesn't work and, and you move forward and, I think it's, you know, it goes back to that saying, you know, a, a good plan executed quickly is better than a great plan executed next week. And so we just come up with something, try it. If it doesn't work, throw it out the window and try something else, you know. And uh, it's a great group of guys ultimately, and it's about putting them in a position to succeed. And we always talk about building confidence and decreasing pressure. As long as they're having fun and giving their best effort, you know, we're going to be happy as coaches. Sounds like this plan uh, is working, has worked really well for you guys well yeah overall i feel like, like um it was a really bumpy season from last year like last 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 season it was uh more like a smooth ride yeah. where like we knew that everyone was really good and we knew that we had a chance to win the na uh, national championship and we just knew we were one of the best teams and this year we had like a younger group of guys in uh, uh, more transfers and like just just the level of maturity wasn't that high being not having the, a lot of grad students in our lineup so there was a lot to the, there was a lot of room of improvement but I feel like uh, our leadership being so well prepared and like knowing how to handle these situations we we got through a lot and there you know being on the road for like seven weeks and like me going to Spain and then coming back and playing right away in Arizona and Arizona State and it was just a, a packed season to, mm -hmm. to just say and there was a lot of matches where like Michael said we didn't play our best but we just found our way to four points somehow we did and uh, even when we lost we we lost in a way that it was really tough for the opponent to beat us so I feel like even at the beginning we could have seen that we have a lot of potential in that but uh you know getting into ncas now and seeing where we're at and with me losing the match in the big 12 and 
seeing the other guys stepping up, which, you know, for me personally, it might not be a great thing that I lost that match, but, like, I feel like for the team, it's much better that I lost that match and then the other guys was were able to step up, you know? So, depends how you see it, but now I feel pretty confident about the team and I feel like we're we're in a great spot, yeah. What do you hope to get out of the next couple of days as you guys gear up for this opening match against Abilene Christian on Friday night? You know, I think just getting getting into a good rhythm. You know, some guys needed a little bit of time off last week, uh, time away, focus on their academics, take care of the body. Other guys went into a little bit more of a training block, uh, pushed themselves a little bit more. And, and now it's about kind of regrouping as a unit, um, spending a little bit more time together, making sure that we're, we're fine-tuning some things, um, but also just taking care of the little details to, to be sure that our bodies are, are ready for a very difficult weekend, um, you know, playing – you know, some of the best teams in our region and, uh, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be hot. Um, it's going to be, uh, you know, lively conditions out there and we're going to have the target on our back. So we're going to have to, to be ready to go. And, uh, it's going to, we got to make sure that the guys don't, don't look past anything, you know, Friday night is all that really matters to us right now. You have played ACU earlier in the year. Uh, I believe that was in an indoor match. Um, how much do you look at that, knowing it is outdoor, same group? How do you? How much do you give attention to that, or are you kind of starting fresh and, and focusing on what they've maybe done throughout since that time, like you guys have continued to grow as well? Yeah, I think they're going to be a better team um, than they were back then. I think they're more confident now. They obviously won their conference, had a great run uh, this year, and, and they're really a much improved team from the previous year, and we could even see that when we played them. Um, you know, their head coach was, was not here when they uh, played due to a personal matter, and so, you know, with him back, um, I, I think it's going to – really do wonders for their team and you've seen that in their results and moving outside you know I don't know that that's a huge um, factor I think it will definitely be more lively conditions in the heat but um, you know our, our indoors are relatively slow so I don't think it'll be a big change as far as the the style of play uh, we just have to make sure that yes we we did beat them I think it was relatively comfortably uh, back in in January but we we can't look look at that um, you know it's going to be a different team they're more experienced Experienced. So are we, uh, but it's not going to be easy. We know they're going to come out firing. They love playing here, uh, so it's going to be it's going to be a battle, and we can't uh, look past that match. You also have uh, end of the semester finals about to begin. <laughs> something you have to navigate every year. You know this time of year, and you guys do it really well. I mean, your team GPA is is always one of the top team GPAs of any sport here. What's uh, what's what's the secret there? I mean, how do you how do you navigate those waters? <laughs> this, I'm asking this is for like all your championship secrets. of student athlete. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> finals. NCAA. The championship. The championship. Right. <laughs> Adrian's smiling. Um, it, it's, uh, you know, it's it's not easy. I think, you know, the 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 way that finals break is different for each guy. You know, the, the stressors, how many finals each guy has, where they're at in their academic plan. I think we just have to, you know, be extremely flexible with them and understanding of where they're at and what they need to do to finish the semester strong. And, you know, our academic coach, Quentin Hendershot, does a fantastic job with the guys. We we know where they're at at all times and, and what we need to do to a 
adjust. And so, you know, I give a ton of credit to the guys of making sure they buckle down when they need to. And, you know, fortunately for a lot of the guys, they've put in so much great work throughout the semester and they've been consistent with their academics that it isn't a huge uh, time of stress, but it happens, um, you know, so we just have to make sure we're cognizant of that and, and patient with them as we go through the process because there's definitely a lot more going on in their lives than just the tennis. Yeah. What's it like from your perspective? Uh, I mean, the academic side was uh, always important for me. But, you know, like my end goal is to one day play pro after I'm done here. So I always uh, had to focus a little bit more on the uh, sports side, like the tennis side more than the academic. But I'm obviously I'm not neglecting anything else or like I'm just trying to do my homework all my homeworks and assignments and exams and all the papers i have to to the best of my ability and i know that'll be enough you know that'll be good enough so, and then i can just focus more on the tennis and just get better and yeah i mean that's kind of how i breeze through these years you know and just like take care of the academics just submit all the papers all the doing all the exams and everything that i have to and then just taking care of the tennis tennis side more you know well, everything's a lot easier when you stay on top of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. For sure. No, he he he's not giving himself enough credit and you know, I think that's a big uh a big point of transition for especially for our international students that either haven't gone to school or while it for a while or haven't been in a traditional brick and mortar um, type of education setting for a few years. You know, a lot of these top tennis players go to school um, online or um, in a, a little bit of a, you know, self-education setting. Uh, so for these guys to come in and, and have to do it that way, it's, it's a lot more about building relationships re with your professors and understanding how that works. Um, because, you know, at the end of the day, a lot of these guys, you know, they see the, the professional side of the game, um, but their understanding and their, you know, they come to appreciate, you know, what a great education they can get and the degree that they can receive here from Baylor. And, and, uh, you know, that's why guys like Adrian stay here, um, you know, over time, it's not just development on the court. It's, it's off the court as a person. And, um, you know, as a, as a student of life, I would say. Hmm. It's really two full-time jobs, what you have going on right now. I mean, yeah. when we say student athlete, it is both and uh, at a very high level here at Baylor. Uh, Adrian, interested in your, your journey. Uh, think back to when you were being recruited, how you got here to Baylor. What's that been like? Uh, it's pretty funny because I actually never wanted to come to Baylor or to college in general. And yeah. it's actually funny because I left – this head coach right here on scene whenever he was DMing me to recruit me, you know. So <laughs> oh, <laughs> you tried to him. ghost him. Wow. <laughs> yeah, because back in the day, I was getting so many text messages, and I was like, I'm not even going to, like, reply to them anymore because <laughs> I didn't want to go to college, you know. But then kind of like the way I thought about it, like I lost a match in a pro tournament that I should have not lost, and it, like, life kind of hit me. <laughs> and I was like, what am I going to do in, like, a year, two years, three years? Like, where am I going to be, you know? Because, like, we had a great group of guys that we were practicing with before, but, like, a lot of them were, like, leaving for college, like, to other colleges, to play in other colleges. And I was like, who am I going to practice with? Hmm. How, what's my tournament schedule going to look like? Because my parents can support me just, like, as much because tennis is, is so expensive, you know? And uh, to get sponsors back in Romania, it was, like, really tough, even if you were, like, the best players 
the best player in there in the country you know so i just thought about like what am i gonna do like how am i gonna end up so like i thought about it and then i i ended up making the choice to, to come to college because i thought for the better or worse for four years i'm gonna have everything i need to to get better like to to raise my tennis level i'm getting an education degree and now that i'm looking back to how i was as a person when i got here and how i am now there's just so much growth that happened here you know with all the academics and tennis and all the experience that i have been through here is just it was just amazing i mean i'm just so grateful for everything that happened to me here and uh, i'm just i hope i'm gonna be able to give back one day you know and um yeah i mean that's basically how i ended up coming here because it was it was funny because i was um in someone basically told me to come here another head coach which i'm not gonna say from other university yeah all right <laughs> uh basically told me to come here yeah. and i didn't even look at other colleges i just huh. came here for two days actually my first time coming to u.s in my recruiting trip here, here to baylor huh. Stayed here for 48 hours, left back home. And wow. I was like, yeah, I'm just coming here. Huh. <laughs> so That other coach had your best interest in mind? Correct. I mean, he wanted what was best for you, and that's he recommended exact, Baylor. That's exactly what he said, yes. Wow. He, wow. he didn't listen to me. He listened to somebody else <laughs> <Another> that told <laughs> him to come here. Yeah. Hey, sometimes, you know, people don't listen to their own parents. They got to hear it from somebody else. Yeah, I still, I still show him those messages. That's pretty cool. That's um, We're glad you're here. Yeah. We're glad it turned out yeah. that way. Yeah. I am interested to hear how that conversation did go between you guys whenever you did <laughs> come to Baylor after having left him on scene, as you said. I don't think there was a conversation, really. Yeah, I think he, he – there was a point – we were actually in uh, – we were at Wake Forest last year, and he – I don't know why he was going through his Facebook messages, but then he saw that he had these messages from me. Uh -huh. He goes, oh, I'm going to reply to you now. <laughs> <laughs> like, from the back seat. That's great. And, uh, hey, Coach, but I messaged you. Yeah, I think it's – you know, it's a very natural thing. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I didn't take any offense to it. He – you know, actually one of our former players, Max uh, Chitakian, had, had played age in, in I think it was 2017 in the summer of 2017 and and uh, sent me he actually called me right when he walked off the court he goes I just beat this guy but he's really good and you have to recruit him wow, um, wow. and so I I tried and I think we actually had exchanged some messages pretty early on but then I you know it's it's very natural for for guys of his level I mean he was the best player in his age group in Romania to to be jaded into thinking you want to play pro right away. And and they don't know what the college setting is like. They don't understand. It's it's frowned upon by a lot of tennis federations at other countries. It's getting better because of guys like Adrian coming here and having success. So that's a credit to them. But it's not the natural – it hasn't been the natural progression. If you're the top junior in your country, you just play professionally. Um, they don't understand the resources, the people, uh, everything that, that we have at our disposal to be able to help them along their path, not to mention uh, the education piece and how they're well set up for success long term. Uh, so it's it, it, we're we're kind of breaking the mold, uh, you know, and and uh, setting our path, you know, as we go. Uh, so what he was doing was very natural and and understandable from my perspective. Just you know, super fortunate to be in a position where I can impact him or, or do my best to impact him day in and day out. After he had says that says that when you think about you know what your thought process was of I'm just going to go pro. Um, and now hearing that that is a very common thing as you're in your fourth year here, 
have finding lots of success being named Big 12 Player of the Year. From you personally, what would you say to other athletes that are, were, are kind of in your same position in those shoes of thinking, well, I just should go pro? Why would you suggest that they maybe go to college instead? Um, I think it's just a level of maturity that you need to have to go pro and actually have a great like a great success on the on the tour because um you just back like at least back home i can i can just talk about how it is in romania like you're just surrounded of people that uh may want your best interest but they also don't know what's here like what's the life in college and the opportunities you have and all the resources you have because even my coach back home whenever i left uh he was kind of mad about it like oh why do you, why are you leaving you know you're like starting to play well and like you're starting to find a little bit of success like you should not leave and all that but like now i have a great relationship with him and like he realized that this was a great decision for me and it was probably the best decision i could have ever done for me so and he's happy for me and you know i i think like michael said it's just a good thing that now I can stand here and see like okay look because now I'm on the national team they call me twice I played against Spain and like the federation before they even like looked at me after I went to college they just thought I'm gonna quit tennis after like four years and I'm not gonna do anything and all that but like I'm trying to change their perspective a little bit I think I'm doing a good job I'm not even thinking about it but I, I I'm just doing my work and the, the results are just coming because back home you just can't find a nucleus of people that want the same goal mm -hmm. as you like here you have like 10 other guys that want to get better and they push each other and they work for each other and they help each other and you just it's just so rare to to do that back home you know when you're like all by yourself and like trying to do like okay to do your own schedule like i'm gonna do fitness now i'm gonna set my massage now here you have all the scheduling it's done for you and basically you're only worry is to just do your school take care of your academics and just play tennis and do your like play tennis with the best of your ability like and that's that's amazing you know because there's so much growth happening you know and it's it's i'm just i just feel so grateful because i would have not played tennis today if it was for me not like coming here mm -hmm. basically yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot there, <laughs> yeah. and and he he's right, you know. Um, I think ultimately, there's so much that goes into developing a, a young man or a young woman from 18 to 23 years old, and um, the the tour is very hard. It's extremely expensive, especially at the lower levels, having to travel week to week to different countries, and uh, you're you're alone, staying in a hotel room with nothing else to do besides video games, social media, maybe reading, um, you know, and, and it can be hard. You're losing every single week and it can be discouraging and you don't, you know, a lot of these guys, they don't know nutrition, sleep, uh, how to train the body. You know, Adrian was, would have pain and he would just not play until he had, you know, until it went away and then he would play again. That's not, you know, that's not how you take care of the body. Uh, and it wasn't his fault. He just didn't have the resources or the expertise around him to be able to help him with that. And I would say, you know, we've, we've helped him very little 
technically with his game. It's more about helping him build the body right and putting resources and people around him that could teach him who to, how to be the best version of himself. And th- those are the things that get missed. You know, guys, when he goes out on the tour, you know, later this year and next year, um, he's just going to be a much more mature, prepared individual for that than he was at 18, 19 years old. And so that would be my pitch to to any young man or woman listening to this would be that, you know, you're going to be more ready in four years. Let us take the, the responsibility financially, you know, uh, personally, academically, spiritually, everything, you know, to to help you for these four years and you just, you know, and enjoy the process of getting better and, and you'll be ready, you know, that it's not a race. Everybody, you know, kind of progresses at their own uh, pace. I think that, I mean, that's the standard here, preparing champions for life, getting them to leave well-rounded with a degree as a backup plan. If the professional stuff doesn't work out, regardless of what sport um, and just setting you guys up for the best thing when it is nutrition, which it is spiritually, which it is academics. And so it's, it's really neat to see not only are you success on the court, big 12 player of the year, number three seed going into the NCAA tournament. Um, but you're also, you know, a witness to what it means to be a Baylor athlete for the international stage and for all of your teammates and everyone else here. So congratulations. Thank and you. I'm very glad that you listened to whoever you needed to, <laughs> to get to Baylor. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy for that too. Yeah. Very well. It's, it's definitely something that, you know, cause like life is not only about tennis, like tennis is going to end sometimes. And I just realized that I've learned so many things about like, off the core life that mm-hmm. are going to just help me in anything that I'm going to do after tennis, it's over, you know? So I'm just really grateful for it. Yeah. Very good. Very well said by everybody. Uh, you guys, uh, plus another reason to come to Baylor is you get some good bling. I mean, you win three straight <laughs> big 12 championships, you got trophies, you got championship rings and that stuff. Third straight year as the Big 12 champs. Congratulations again on that. We never take that for granted. Mm -mm. But with the schedule you play, Adrian, in the Big 12 and then the schedule out of conference that Coach put together, uh, I mean, you're not going to see anybody here in the month of May in the NCAA championships, you know, that that is any better than teams you've already seen. I mean, not to take away anything from the other teams, but, like, obviously we take and prepare for every match to the best of our ability but we've got bigger goals than other teams and you know there's like teams that their goal is to make it to the elite eight their goal is to like make it to the sweet 16 or whatever you know like and there's just a few teams in a country that actually can say they have a shot to win a national championship which is just the truth and we're lucky to be a part of those small group of teams that can say yeah we're gonna try to play for a national championship and we're just gonna try to prepare to the best of our ability to make it happen that's great yeah i mean (laughs) exclamation point let's sign off right now how about that (laughs) championship mentality oh that's great well thank you guys uh congratulations on what you've already accomplished this year and we really look forward to heading into the ncaa's where baylor is uh what 59 and 21 all time and 
32 and 1 at home in NCAA play. <laughs> cough, <clears throat> cough, cough. Yeah, 32 counts. and 1. So <laughs> good luck this weekend and moving forward. Michael, thanks very much. Thank you guys for having us. I really appreciate it. And, and thank you for sharing Adrian's story. I think it's really special. And he gets a lot of credit for all the wins he puts on the court and the rankings and everything. But, but who he and the other guys are becoming as people are what really matters the most to us. Boy, great. Adrian, congratulations to you. Really thank happy you. for you. Thank you. All right, uh, Friday at 6 p.m. is when Baylor opens against Abilene Christian, first round of the NCAA tournament at the Herd Tennis Center. The other two teams here, by the way, Tulsa and Texas A&M, they'll play at 3 o'clock on Friday. The winners play at 6 o'clock on Saturday. So come out, be loud, wear gold. You like the gold in the stands, right? We love the gold in the stands. Push stand. the gold. The, those gold guys are incredible. <laughs> the gold so guys. Just, <laughs> just let them lead the charge. Uh, it will put on a great event. Um, these guys will not disappoint you. Come so I'm on. excited for it. All right. Congratulations. Thanks very much. And that's this week's Sikkim podcast for Brooke Bednars and for Adrian Boyton and Coach Michael Woodson. I'm John Morris. Thanks for being with us. That's this week's Sikkim podcast. You've been listening to the Sikkim podcast. The Sikkim podcast has been a production of Baylor Athletics.